Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. This is it. This is it. I, I have this cut of video, video and audio, and this piece from the Wall Street Journal that sums up the entire cancerous rot in Washington, D.C. right now. What's the problem in Washington, D.C.? Let me throw this question out before we start. Serious question. Chatsters, everyone else out there. Are you expecting Washington, D.C. people? Think about what I'm about to say before you answer. Are you expecting them, politicians and bureaucrats in D.C., the moron class, to, quote, solve your problems? I'm, I'm going to ponder that for a minute. Don't, don't, don't just jump to an answer. Once you understand what that question means and the answer, this whole show will make sense. Hey, I've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder. You know, their hot cocoa for sleep I use every night. Get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout. Also, I got a big announcement for you uh, folks out there who liked my latest book, The Gift of Failure. We are adding another stop in the book tour. We have a couple more, but quick announcement here. Opelika, Alabama. I love me some Alabama. Make sure you head down there. You guys got that graphic? Throw that thing up. Opelika, Alabama, Saturday. Is it February 17th, 11 a.m. Central Time? Central Time, Books a Million, 2243 Tiger Town Parkway in the great Opelika, Alabama, an area I love, love, love. Congrats to Auburn last night and a big win in the basketball game, by the way. I will be there uh, Saturday, February 17th, Alabama. Book signing, 11 a.m. Central. It's up on all my social media, that that uh, picture as well with all the details on it. Hope to see you there for my new book, uh, The Gift of Failure. About a packed house at everyone. Love to meet you all. We'll take some selfies. We'll chat. You know the deal. So uh, check that out. Hey, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, trust me, I mean the only one. Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of the show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the libbies. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting a company that believes in free speech, religious freedom, the Second Amendment, sanctity of life, military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Key loves them. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bongino. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code Bongino. Join me and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bongino. Or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, Producer Joe, it's Thursday. Let's go, my friend. Daniel, it is showtime, my friend. And it's Thursday. Thursday's like, you know, Wednesday's kind of a head fake. Tuesday's like not even real. Well, it's not. Tuesday's, Wednesday's a little bit of a head fake, but it gets kind of real. Thursday, it's like you're almost at the weekend. It's legit. Because I don't, honestly, folks, I don't even get the Friday show, as you can tell, which always rocks. It's like, right, Key? We do like credible numbers on Friday because I'm always in such a great mood because it's not even a work day for me. So this is effectively the end of the week. The weekday weekend starts tomorrow. Okay. You heard about the book signing. Appreciate that. This is what I'm talking about. There is, a, you know, my experience running for office was really, this show would not be successful. I mean it. It wouldn't be. And I, I think Joe can probably attest to this. I, I was a different person. After I ran for office, because you just see so much, it's kind of like, you know, hearing about the promised land and then someone dropping you in it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look, it's so much different being here and experiencing the fruits of the whole thing. Like you have to experience in this case, it's the opposite effect. It's the unpromised land. 
Once you enter the (laughs) right, be careful what you wish for because you just may get it. You're like, I think I want to be a politician, and then you go and surround yourself with politicians. You're like, holy shit, these people suck. These are like the most mercenary, me first, one way a holes I've ever met in my entire life, and they magically all found themselves in politics. I can't get past this impeachment vote the other night and how these weak need Republicans, Ken Buck, McClintock, and Mike Gallagher, keep trying to explain away how somehow, follow me, they don't want to set a precedent by impeaching a cabinet official for what they call maladministration, what I call high crimes and misdemeanors, assisting in the invasion of the United States. Here's what I mean. Go to this Wall Street Journal piece here. This is Mike Gallagher, again, this weak-kneed Republican from Wisconsin. This guy's tried a thousand different ways to explain away why he was a no vote, and he had to go and write a Wall Street Journal op-ed about this thing. And here's the most comical part of this whole op-ed. He says, but I disagree with my Republican colleagues who voted on Tuesday to impeach Mr. Mayorkas. Obviously, you voted no to impeach Mayorkas. Impeachment not only would fail to resolve Mr. Biden's border crisis, but would also set a dangerous new precedent that would be used against future Republican administrations. Holy shit. Just dumb as a freaking rock. (laughs) A danger. A dangerous new precedent. Yeah. Joe, precedent. Meaning uh, yeah. this was, so Joe, well, let's, let's just speak English for you. Joe's a very smart guy. He's done a lot of stuff. If it's a new precedent impeaching an official for what he calls maladministration, but what's clearly here, high crimes and misdemeanors, right? Yeah. That would mean it was unprecedented, right? Because it's a new precedent, Joe, correct? Yes, correct. So if you and I are setting a new precedent in podcasting by reaching a listener number, that means it's unprecedented. Correct? Just follow my, Joe, which means it hasn't happened before, right? With you so far, bro. Okay. Joe, has anyone been impeached? Let's just, yeah, you know what? Let's not say anyone. Let's just say in the last 10 years. Winky, winky. Has anyone been impeached in the last 10 years? Yeah. Over for, over what what politicians would call maladministration? Uh, Yeah, I... I... He's like, I've seen him before. I know. Nice hair. Flowing yes. Maine. Yeah. He's a real estate. Yes, Donald, Donald, Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, that guy. Just checking, man. See, do you understand how these people think you're stupid? Number one, Mike Gallagher spends the entire, I'm not even going to show you the whole op-ed because it's a waste of your time, spends the entire op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, a Republican, arguing against the impeachment, claiming and, and, and pulling out legal penumbras, how assisting in an invasion of the United States clearly against his protect and defend the Constitution role, is somehow not a high crime and misdemeanor. He spends the entire time arguing against the Republican cause. This is a Republican. And he then claims, is this guy stupid? That it would set a dangerous new precedent as if impeachment of Donald Trump twice on maladministration hasn't already happened. Folks, listen. If you caught my radio show yesterday, you caught it. Now, forgive me for telling this story again, but this is critical you understand this. Listen to me. Everybody ready? It's going to be one of the most important things I ever tell you. It is time to get the bullshit sandbox playtime romper room shit over and throw it out. If you're not ready 
to play bare knuckle politics, then get the hell out of office. Politics is about the projection of power. Do you understand that? Politics is not cutesy time. It's not third grade math. It's not an SAT prep course. Get your head out of your ass. It is about the projection of power. That is it. How do we take our conservative principles and use our administrative political power granted to us by our elected office to project that power and to move the country in that more constitutionally oriented direction? How do we do that? This Gallagher spends the whole time arguing against it, claiming ridiculously that there's no precedent for an impeachment of an official. The irony being we actually have high crimes and misdemeanors here. Folks, there's, I've told you the story before, but I want you to listen to me. I want you to understand the projection of power, projecting power, being able to use power, to project it, to make it work. It has to be based on a reputation. There is no power in people not being at least in some way afraid that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. I don't mean that in a nasty way. I mean, if you say, here's my 100-point plan as a Republican candidate to run for president, and then you get elected and you do absolutely none of it, you have no power because nobody freaking trusts you to project that power. Does that make sense? This is important, man. If uh, Folks, in the chat, tell me to shut the fuck up if you don't like this. But this is important. Nobody gets this. I didn't spend six years in school studying psychology to waste your time. I know the education thing may sound like a moron, but it's important. It's about projecting power. And there is no power with a shitty reputation. I don't know any other way to say it. If people trust you're going to do what you say you're going to do, and when people toy with you, you're going to fight back. There is power in that, and they stop effing with you. I told the story many times, that famous Chinese general. The guy had a reputation for being an ass kicker, a, a war strategist of the highest order. It's a true story. I read about it in his book. He gets holed up in a castle. He's got like 500 guys with him, 20,000 soldiers. I think they were Mongols or outside the gate. They feared this guy so much. These 20,000 soldiers had no idea how many people this Chinese general had in the castle. None. Could have had nobody. This Chinese general had a reputation for balls of freaking stone. Says, I'm going to go up to the top of the tower in this castle and I'm going to play the harp. And his soldiers are like, we're going to get killed, general. What are you talking about? There's 20,000 people outside. He says, watch. Goes upstairs, watchtower. Starts playing the harp because it's up there high. The sound projects out. These 20,000 soldiers look up and they go, what the fuck? This guy's playing the harp? He's got to have 50,000 men in there. He's so cocky, Joe. He's playing the harp. And you know what they did? True story. They walked away. This Chinese general won this battle without ever firing a shot despite being outnumbered out, I mean, 20,000 to 500 or less because his reputation saved him. When your reputation, which Mike Gallagher does not understand, is that you not only don't want to project power when you have it, but fight against it by writing long op-eds in the Wall Street Journal about why we shouldn't do what we should do, 
you don't understand your job and you have no business being there. Here's another colossal dipshit along with Gallagher. Here's Ken Buck. Ken Buck, a guy who is a legitimate imbecile. Here he is on a, on a, on a left-wing station, his cable news station. Here he is again, falsely and ridiculously claiming that there is somehow no precedent for impeachment on, again, what they call maladministration, which is, by the way, totally false. The irony, I, I say that because we actually have high crimes and misdemeanors. There's no precedent? Did he miss Trump impeachment one or two? Listen to this moron. Well, uh, this is not a high crime or misdemeanor. It's not an impeachable offense. This is a policy difference. Um, let me, from the outset, say there is a crisis on the border. Uh, the, the law needs to be enforced. Um, but uh, if we start going down this path of impeachment with a uh, cabinet official, uh, we are opening a door as Republicans that we don't want to open. The next president, who is a Republican, will face the same scrutiny from Democrats. It's wrong, and, and we should not set this precedent. You're an idiot. You understand how the Democrats have a reputation? The Democrats have a reputation for kicking people square in the nuts. You all right, Tony? What is that? What the hell was that? What, what was that? Tony playing like a podcast? Is he listening to like Econ? <laughs> By the way, we look a little different today because of the camera issues. So don't panic, folks. It's the same show, I promise you. You, you understand the Democrats. They've got a reputation for grabbing you by the balls and crushing them into sand. So people are afraid of them. And the Republicans have a reputation for doing what? What Ken Buck or Gallagher are doing, which is apologizing for acting like Republicans. And when you have a reputation for caving, you will never have power. Ever. Power is built on a reputation. That's a powerful story. That story of the Chinese general. You should remember it. You can win battles without ever firing a shot. And I don't even, I don't mean an actual violent, but I mean like even a rhetorical shot. If you have a reputation that when people toy with you, you're going to win. Folks, this sums up this impeachment vote and this border bill sums up the disconnect between American voters. You all out there, the close to 90,000 people watching right now. We fill a football stadium every day on this show. I want to hear about the, the Taylor Swift phenomenon or any of this stuff. We fill a football stadium every day at 11 o'clock and a damn big one, too, of people who give a shit. And the people out there who give a damn about this country are not attached ideologically anymore to the people in D.C. They are lost. This border bill and this impeachment thing is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Ken Buck, Mike Gallagher, and McClintock have totally misread the room. They think the voters out there are interested in getting back to regular order. We were years ago until we realized there is no regular order. The Democrats want chaos. And until you have a reputation of fighting chaos with chaos, the chaos will end when you develop a reputation for fighting back. And you in the chat know that. And Mike Gallagher does not. He thinks if you play cute, the Washington Post and the New York Times are going to declare a rapprochement out there. Wake up, brother. Wake up. Open your freaking eyes, man. What do you need, the clockwork orange things? Folks, these people are totally out of touch. And I asked you in the beginning of the show, and I want to move on to the second part of the segment about this border bill thing. I asked you a question. Have you been thinking about it? Do any of you out there, chatsters, I'm curious about your uh, response here. 
Are any of you out there looking for Washington, D.C. to solve your problems? I mean it. You have a business. You sell widgets. You had a 10% uh, decrease in your business here. Are you looking for Washington, D.C. to bail you out? The f- do they know about your widgets? Your kid's having a problem learning in school. You think a D.C. bureaucrat's going to help them? No. No. Fuck no. No, no. Hell no, no. Bacino, I think it's 100%. You've got a heart problem. You call the government. Hey, you guys got a heart surgeon for me? The answer is we don't want them to solve our problems. Just do us a freaking favor along the way. What is it? Don't cause us any new ones. Here's what I mean. I want you to listen to this speech by Lankford. Lankford, James Lankford, is a Republican senator from Oklahoma. He was the point man who unbelievably negotiated this disastrous border bill that went down in absolute flames thanks to you. So why are we still talking about it? Because the speech he gives yesterday, this I'm a victim speech, is pathetic. And it pretty much, again, sums up the D.C. mentality that they think we want them to do something. We don't. We just don't want you doing something worse. Just shut up and stay the hell out of our lives. Listen to him give this big eloquent speech. I got this pen and people send us up here to do something. We did not send you up there to do something. We sent you up there to leave us the f- alone. Check this out. This is the pen that I was handed at that desk when I was sworn in to the United States Senate. And I signed a book that was at that desk with this pen because I was becoming a United States Senator because the people at home sent me here to get stuff done and to solve problems. There's no reason for me to have this pen if we're just going to do press conferences. I can do press conferences from anywhere, but we can only make law from this room. And to do that, you need one of these pens. There's a hundred of them in this room and 60 of us have to agree to solve a problem. And I'm determined to sit down with anyone who wants to solve the problem, regardless of what side of the aisle that they're on, to figure out how we solve these things. I'm watching the chat as this thing is playing. Yes, you all are thinking what I'm thinking. Bro, just shut up. This is not the hill to die on. Nobody's asking you to solve anything. You guys are idiots. You hate us. We don't like you. No one's asking you to do anything. What? No, we don't want you to do anything. Let me. I, I know I got to take a break, but oh gosh, this pisses me off. Every freaking problem, Joseph, the government has tried to solve. Oh, the language I know. They have fucked up. I'm sorry. Can you solve the retirement problem? Social Security's bankrupt. Can you solve the healthcare access problem? Medicaid, Medicare, going bankrupting the government. Oh, uh, can you solve the? Uh, Current high taxation problem, uh, what taxes are going back up. We've got a tax code that actually benefits the rich at the expense of the poor. What? Let me, what, let me get my pen. No, I, what else? We can go on. Uh, let's solve the education problem. Well, let's do public schools. They're the worst in the OECD world. Did, did you shut the fuck up? Thank Nobody you. wants you to solve anything. 
You got a border. You've got Section 212F. I'll get to it in a second. You had the ability to solve this problem. You just don't want to do it. Shut up. This is the entire D.C. problem. The next time you were at a town hall with one of these idiots and they say, I'm up there to solve problems. Everyone in unison. No, you're not, loser. You're too stupid to solve problems. You're up there to get the government out of my life and stop effing my life up. You understand? Do you understand your job? Look at me, fuck sticks. You're up there to get the government out of our lives. That's it. You're too stupid to solve problems. Do you understand? You are too stupid to solve my problems. You don't know me. You're probably dumber than me. Nobody likes you. We don't like you. You don't like us. Shut the fuck up. Get out of my life. Stop taking my shit, my money, putting stupid red tape on my businesses, telling my kids, they're, my girls, they're boys. Stop bankrupting my grandmother. She's already dead. She has a stop. Just shut up. Nobody cares about your pen. Nobody cares about your self-aggrandizement. Oh my gosh, I'm a victim. Holy shit. If people sent me here to solve problems, nobody gives a shit. Just stay the fuck out of our lives. Just go away, bro. Just go away. Remember this song? What was it? Motley Crue? Girl, don't go away, man. Just go away. <laughs> you guys can't solve anything. We, I mean, here's the border of the United States. Some guy sent me a Bongino baseball card. Here's the border. Here's Mexico. Here's the United States. These dipshits can't even figure out how to solve that problem. It's a freaking border. You guys are here. We're there. They can't even figure that out. Just shut up. Just get out of our lives. Just move along. Just go. Go. Just go. People sent me here to solve their problems. No, bro. I don't know you. You don't know shit about me. You to solve my problems? I got a problem. You know what my problem is? One of our cameras broke. You gonna solve that? Uh, we don't. That's my problem. You gonna solve it? I don't know anything about cameras. Of course, you're a freaking politician, so shut up. That's my problem. Get me a new camera. Oh, I can't do that. I'm a politician. Okay, you can't do anything. You don't know me. You having trouble sleeping? <laughs> you're going to after tonight. <laughs> I, seriously, I slept like a, I gotta take a quick break. Is poor sleep negatively impacting your life? This is the perfect time. Have you ever tried other sleep supplements with no success? I did. It's time to embrace my new go-to Beam's Dream Powder. It'll revolutionize your nighttime routine. What is it? It's a hot cocoa for sleep that could transform your nights. Like it has my. I've been sleeping like a baby. I got the evidence to back it up. If you know me. Dream's been a game changer for my sleep. Sleep is the most important thing. If you really, you could be working out great. If you're not sleeping good, you're going to have trouble. My listeners today get a special discount on my little secret here, Beam Stream Powder. It's their science back hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. Other sleep aids can cause next day grogginess, but Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend. And check this stuff out, folks. It works. Reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, apigenin, and melatonin to help you fall asleep stay asleep and wake up feeling refreshed and not groggy. 
Just mix Beam's Dream Powder into hot water or milk. That's how I like it. And enjoy before bedtime. It tastes fantastic. And sleepy time afterwards. Deep sleepy time. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time. Here's the website. Shopbeam.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino for up to 40% off and sleep good tonight. Check that stuff out. It's delicious too. Folks, you get my point, man, right? Somewhere at the Bongino rant. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it happens. I know the language I get, it, man. It's just, you know, the queens in me comes out when I get upset. And it's, it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, man. I'm sorry. It's hard to control for me because this is not like faux frustration. Like this is, it wasn't even, the geese even knows this wasn't even like part of the show. This was like something I threw in last minute, a lot of this stuff. I just, I, I can't get over this mentality in DC that again, somehow they're going to solve a problem for us. Do you understand these people are idiots, right? If these people had anything to offer the world, they would be in business. They would be in sports, entertainment, science, medicine. They don't. So they go into politics. Folks, I'm telling you, why do you bring up someone? Some asshole the other day was like, I always bring up the fact that you lost running for office. Because it was a defining moment in my life. The show is as it is now because I surrounded myself with these people for almost six years and I could not have been more disappointed. I couldn't. I wasn't disappointed in the Secret Service. We had some terrible agents, but most of them were really good guys. I was actually proud. The cops I work with, yeah, we had a few knuckleheads, but they were overall, they were pretty great guys. Even in school, I had a couple dipshit professors, but you know what? I was pretty impressed in school. I went to City University in New York. They were pretty smart. When I got into politics, I could not believe nearly every single person I met was a freaking moron. I don't think you understand how stupid these people are. James Langford, you send this up here to solve problems. Really? What problem? Here's Section 212F of the Immigration Nationality, uh, Nationality Act. It says right here. I showed this to you the other day. Are you telling me this isn't the law right now? That the president can suspend the entry of any alien or class of aliens into the United States? If he determines it would be detrimental to the interests of the United States. And that he may by proclamation, by proclamation only, folks, and for such a period as he deems necessary, could be forever, suspend the entry of all aliens or class of aliens as immigrants or impose upon the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. That's the law right now. I love how Langford's bullshitting you. Like, oh, man, you guys sent me up here to solve problems. Like what? Enforce the law we have now? James, let me do this for you again. Because you're about to end your entire political career. Here's the border. Here's Mexico. Here's the United States. This is ours. This is theirs. This is the border. We don't go there without meeting their criteria. They don't come here without meeting our criteria. I already showed you what the law is. You notice how nobody's refuted or fact-checked my show that this is in the actual law now? Why? Because they don't want to be embarrassed. This is real. I didn't make this up. But he's going to solve the problem, Joe. What problem? We need a new law. What? Like the law we have right now? That the president can shut aliens out of the United States when he wants? You need a new law. Why? Because he'll definitely follow that one. Why? Because you said so? No, because people send us up here to solve problems. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I want to show you how crazy this shit is. For any suckers out there, 
Because I know I there's, there's got to be at least a couple libs in here. Chatsters, any libs in here we can like kind of out? By the way, I believe in free speech. You're allowed in my chat, of course. Chat away. But can we out these people? If there are libs in there. I want to know which story is true, by the way. I should have got some video for this. This is my fault. The Biden administration, I have super cuts, but I got a lot to get through, so I haven't put them in. I have these two super cuts. One of them is the Biden administration claiming the border is secure. The other supercut we've played many times is the supercut of the Biden administration saying that there's nothing they can do about the border. The Republicans did it. Okay, so what is it? Is it that the border's secure because Biden did something or the border's not secure because Biden can't do anything? Lipsters, which one of those stories is true? Yeah, yeah. Play, play this for the, uh, check this out. The border is closed. The border is secure. And the border is secure. Uh, the border is closed. So the border is secure and the border is not open. We have a secure border. I can tell you the, it, the border is secure. By what measure is it secure now, sir? So there, there is not a common definition. The president has done more. We can play that thing all day. We're going to cut it. You've seen it a thousand times. But then the president's also on multiple video and audio clips suggesting that there's nothing he can do about the border. He already said was secure that he said he secured. Obviously, he's lying to you. I'm telling you the truth. The president of the United States, this is the truth and the only truth and nothing but the truth, has the power right now to shut aliens out of the United States by proclamation and however long he deems necessary. It's right there in the law. He just doesn't want to. Writing a new law is going to do nothing. It's right there, folks. It's on the screen. Just read it yourself. You think I'm making it up? Here, I want to put these two sets of tweets up to show you how the left, dude, I'm not talking about the, the, the people who voluntarily want to destroy the country. I'm talking about the useful idiocracy on the left who will fall for anything. I want to, play the, I want to show you these two tweets and I'll show you what I mean. Here's an NBC News tweet I sent this earlier. Headline, I'm sorry, headline from their tweet. The Biden administration is considering executive action to deter illegal uh, migration at the border. I thought he couldn't, did he? I thought he just said he couldn't do anything. He's told us repeatedly the Republicans did it and there's nothing he can do. Let me read the headline again. Keep that up a second. The Biden administration is considering executive action to deter illegal migration at the southern border. Uh-oh. Okay, great. He has the power to do that. Now look at this other headline. It's where it gets interesting. It's a Fox News headline. It's about the same thing. What? Oh, there we go. Look at you. He's like pointing around. It's like a studio director. Right White House says that ICE will reduce deportations and detention capacity if Republicans don't pass the border bill. Leave those up. Oh, really? So now we have a third angle to the story. Angle one, I can't do anything. I'm Joe Biden. I'm a moron. The Republicans screwed up the border. It's not my fault. Angle two, okay, I can do something and I'm considering actually doing it because it is the law and Dan Bongino just showed us. Now comes number three. Okay, I lied about the first thing. I couldn't do anything. I can do anything, but I'm not going to do it if you guys don't pass a shitty bill. I don't need to do what I just said I was going to do in the prior article at NBC. <laughs> Believe these people. You fell for this? You fell for this. <laughs> stupid libs. Why are you so dumb? Why are you so stupid, liberals? Are you dumb all the time? Or is it a special Thursday directive you get from Central Command? Tony, you a Star Trek guy? I'm not. 
But it, it was like that Borg thing. They get like a central, there's like a hive mind. Did someone tell you to be dumb on Thursdays? So I can't enforce the border. There's nothing I can do. The Republicans wrecked me. Um, I'm going to think about doing something, according to NBC. And then third, what I told you I was going to do, I'm not going to do if you guys don't sign a bill to give me the authority to do what I can already do. Okay, makes perfect sense. Just dumb as a freaking rock. Right? Because karate. By the way, that's from trading places. I got like a thousand emails. Dan, what's the karate man thing for? I, I'm aging. Joe and I are aging ourselves with that one. A classic Eddie Murphy uh, movie. Just fantastic. A lot of people remember a specific scene from that movie. That's from another show. But uh, karate man. Joe Biden, he's the karate man. If you know the karate man in the jail cell, he was a bullshit artist, Eddie Murphy. That was his thing. That's Joe Biden. That's why I do the karate man thing. You know, jive turkey. <laughs> Joe, are we aging ourselves? I'm serious. I got like a thousand emails about that. It's the so hell is this karate man thing? Watch the scene. Put karate man, Eddie Murphy. You'll see what I mean. All right, let me take a quick break. I want to get back to this. Showing is it's this do something mentality and this other cancer eating slot. I got three clips. Folks, I'm getting so tired of the race hustling. What have I always told you about race hustling? It's cannibalistic because eventually what happens is if you're going to run saying vote for me because I'm black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever it is, and then you are, say, an executive in a largely black or Hispanic community, when you suck, what eventually happens? The person in charge uses race against his own constituents, many of whom are the same race as the constituent. What, what are they racist to? I'll show you what I mean. This all happened within a week, by the way. This is, you'll see what I mean. Folks, bone charge. In these crazy days, we need to recharge and refresh in a natural way. I discovered bone charge. It's a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize life in every way. One of my favorite products I use every night, half an hour without fail. I take that back. Half an hour. The only night I don't use it Saturday. I don't want to spin your wheels, but every other night, half an hour, the sauna blanket. It's amazing how it helps me ease stress and the power of sauna, the dynorphins, just the incredible effects on my body, my blood pressure. I can't say enough about the sauna blanket. Helps me break a sweat. Helps me control my blood pressure. Look at the data on sauna use. It is just incredible. Just look it up. Again, I don't ask you to take my word for this stuff. I only advertise products I use and believe in. We're in, we're, we're in a good position to do that. It sets up in less than a minute. It heats fast. I relax and I just take it all in. 30 minutes, I set a little timer. Sometimes I kind of nod off a little bit. I kid you not, the sauna blanket from Bone Charge is a game changer. Here's a little like life hack for you. I use it at night before I, about an hour before I go to bed. You will sleep like a baby. Your body is so eager to cool down. You're just going to go. You got to try it. Bone Charge ships worldwide. The sauna blanket ships free with no hidden cost. Plus, Bone Charge offers a 30-day free trial. Easy returns or exchanges and a 12-month warranty. So relax, revitalize, and refresh with Bone Charge and the sauna blanket. Head on over to Bone Charge, B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E, bonecharge.com slash Bongino, and use code Bongino to save 15%. Bonecharge.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino to save 15%. That's over $100 off in our last sponsor. MD hearing, my dad's favorite hearing aid. It's 2024. Are you still paying thousands of dollars for hearing aids that don't work? Don't do that. MD hearing is an FDA registered rechargeable hearing aid. It costs a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD hearing's brand new XS model costs over 90% less than clinic hearing aids. And the XS is MD hearing's smallest hearing aid ever. It fits inside your ear. No one will ever know it's there. My dad uses them. He loves them. 
You can't stop talking about MD hearing. It's crazy how good the quality is for only $397. Don't waste money on overpriced hearing aids. Plus, MD hearing is sold over 1.5 million hearing aids, and they offer a 45-day risk-free trial with a 100% money-back guarantee, so you can buy with confidence. If you want MD hearing's smallest hearing aid ever, go to shopmdhearing.com. Use promo code PATRIOT, that's you guys, to get their new $397 offer when you buy a pair of offer. That's shopmdhearing.com. Use our promo code PATRIOT and get their new $397 when you buy a pair offer. Thanks, MD Hearing. We appreciate it. Okay, back to the show. Folks, there are cancers eating us alive. That's how I kind of uh, put this. I always, when I put the show together, just so you guys know, in my head every day, I always have a theme, what I'm thinking about, and I build the show around it. And last night, as I was sitting there eating, putting the show together, I was having some chicken last night, some avocado. I eat healthy, man. It helped. I'm like, these cancers that are just eating us alive. And the first one, so you know how the show was put together, was this just do something attitude. Like, we got to do something and solve problems. It's a cancer. It requires, if you go to DC and say, I'm not here to solve anybody's problems. I'm here to get government out of people's lives because we're causing problems. You are my guy. The first person who says that and actually goes to DC and does it, you're my guy or my gal instantaneously. You're not there to solve problems. You're there to get the government to stop causing me problems. That's it. But another cancer eating us alive right now that's cannibalizing the left and destroying our country is this just absolute love affair with identity politics. Everything to the left is skin color all the time. Everything. It is absurd. It is outrageous. It is destructive. It is malignant. I want you to watch these three clips. This is there are three, um, three mayors here. We got the mayor in New York, mayor of Chicago, and a mayor from Dalton, Illinois, Tiffany Henyard. Tiffany Henyard's first. Tiffany Henyard, again, happens to be black. I don't give a shit that she's black. The left, matter of fact, it's a, that's the, the, all they care about. The melanin content of your skin is like, what? Oh my gosh, it's everything. How the melanin content of your skin has become such this transformative. They, they look at melanin like, like, like Guy's midi chlorians from uh, Star Wars. Like they have force. Well, I don't understand why I'm supposed to care. I, I don't. I, I, I don't get, I don't get this. When you come in my house, do you think my wife and I go, uh, excuse me, sir, can we get the skin color? Man? What the? Can, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't understand this. I don't get it. This isn't some bizarre virtue. Signal. I just don't give a shit. Am I supposed to? Because that sounds kind of racist. Here's Tiffany Henyard, a black mayor who has a lot of black constituents who was accused, and they're just accusations, to be fair. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty, but was accused by a number of people of some shady economic stuff with some of the money in her town. Where does she go? Right to this. Check this out. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all stuff. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all Dalton's difficulties got worse in recent weeks with water main breaks Henyard blames on trustee budget cuts. Then four people were shot and injured last week, leaving nerves frayed and Henyard's opponents pointing out her sizable security detail. It's unfortunate that politics are being played, but what has happened is a million dollars out of my budget has been cut because of politics. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet. The mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. We can't have a country like this, folks. I'm sorry, we can't. We can't. This is so common sense, just like the ridiculous absurdity of 
you know, Congress people and senators thinking they're going to solve problems. You can't. It's common sense. You're too stupid to solve our problems. This is common sense, too. We cannot have a country where this continues. Where anytime you critique someone, it instantaneously goes back to an issue of the quantity of melanin in someone's skin. The woman, her criticism is derived from black constituents who are upset at our use of funds. Are, are they racist too? We can't have a country like this, man. This is a metastasizing, rotting cancer. Here's number two. So this all happened in a week. This is why it's good. We can't have a country like this, folks. We can't. Here is the black mayor of New York City, who again, nobody in the conservative movement gives a shit about the color of his skin, but he's obsessed with it. Eric Adams, who I've warned you about, and I'm glad this is getting around, is the phoniest politician in America. I was a cop with this guy. This guy, if you get between him and a camera, it's the most dangerous place in America. He is not smart. And he is a glory hound. All he wants to do is be in front of a camera. Here he is giving a speech. Again, obsessed with the skin color of the people of the city. Not the fact that the city's going bankrupt and is getting crushed by the weight of illegal immigration. Listen to this. Stand up. They need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie. Deputy Mayor Amazar. Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out why they're hating on me? They're hating on me because those are, how many of you go to church? Then he goes on with the Jesus reference. You, I hate that. They're hating on you because it's a chocolate city? Folks, this shit's got to stop, man. It's got to stop. Nobody takes these people seriously anymore. Oh, Dan, that's just two examples. No, that's just two examples from yesterday. And as I was putting the show together, as they can tell you by the order of the emails, I came back. I had to go to dentist yesterday. Not that you'd care. Take care of your teeth. It's very important. A little dental cleaning with my Dr. Vinny McLean. Good guy. Love that guy. And I'm coming back and another one pops over. Another video of a politician who nobody gives a shit about his skin color, who again is getting critiqued like Adams and Tiffany Hayward for policy, legislative issues and leadership problems. Right away, they got to go to the race card. Here's Brandon Johnson of Chicago, a guy who, like Eric Adams and Tiffany Hayward, apparently can't govern, but goes right to the race issue. Take a listen to this. I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date. And I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address. And I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible. Oh, boy. Folks, why, why, am, I, why am I bringing this up? Well, I told you the theme of the show was going to be these rotting, metastasizing cancers that are destroying this country. Folks, 
in a country of 330 million and growing people, there's never going to be unanimous consent on what the best policy prescriptions moving forward are. I mean, that's obvious, correct? But we should have a unifying set of principles. We're not there. You have one party obsessed with blaming every single issue that happens in this country on some kind of racial thing. You have another side, the Republican side, which has people in the Republican Party obsessed with the idea that they're going to Congress to do something. As long as this stuff continues, we are never going to be better than we were yesterday. We're not. I'm also bringing it up because it's not working anymore. Here's the good news. The good news is this is falling flat. Folks, there is just no future in this this faux racial division. That is the good news. There are so many race hustlers out there who, uh, Joe, I think you'd agree. 30, 40 years ago, this stuff carried a lot of weight. Al Sharpton would show up in front of whatever, you know, Joe's Cola Company and say, you guys are racist because, you know, there wasn't some agreement or whatever. And all of a sudden, like these racial groups would go out there and they get a whole bunch of money. That stuff is dead. Because we have this thing right now called the democratization of information with social media. And people are starting to hear the truth. Like, really? I don't understand. Like, everything's racial? We don't like Eric Adams because he's black? Like, who told you that? There's a good chunk of black voters in the city who don't like Eric Adams. Here, listen to this clip from uh, MSNBC. Listen to this Hispanic voter. Folks, this is happening. The shift from black and Hispanic voters from the race-hustling left over to a more sensible conservative movement is happening. Whether you believe it's happening or not is irrelevant. It is. This is a clip from, what is this, MSNBC? This is not Fox News. Yeah. Here, listen to this. Check this out. Lydia Dominguez, who's from El Paso and moved to Vegas about five years ago, is all in for Trump. I asked her why she thinks more and more Latinos are joining her. Because they see what's happening with our economy. They, they know what the gas prices were um, even in 2020. We weren't born yesterday. We recognize that all of the immigrants coming in through our border is not helping. It's causing crime. It's not working, man. Folks, it's not working anymore. People aren't falling for it because information is now democratized. I don't want to dig too deep into this because I say it all the time, but I'll just sum it up in an abstract like this. 30, 40 years ago, if you heard it on the nightly news, it was true. There was no other way to get the information. None. There was no social media. There was no internet. There was no nothing. If Walter Cronkite said Republicans are racist and Ronald Reagan's a moron, that was it. That was the story the whole nation heard. None of that happens anymore. You got all these people going, Trump's a racist. This guy's a racist. This guy's a Nazi. And then people go to Twitter and they find out, wait, Trump did this and that and this and that. And this is how I do It's not working anymore. <laughs> Good point. Tony said even Snoop Dogg changed his mind. I love the line, by the way. This is the greatest line ever. They went in some uh, black barber shop and they were asking some of the customers, Biden versus Trump. And one of the guys says under Trump, hey, man, I was eating under Trump. We were all eating under Trump. We were all eating. We were doing damn good. Speaking of Trump, he's still got a primary going on, which is absolutely insane versus Nikki Haley. Folks, she you, remember the happy days? You know, the jump the shark reference. For you younger kids out there that watch, you know what jump the shark means? Back in the day, there was a very popular show called Happy Days. Hey, remember the Fonz? What a leather jacket. Everybody want to be the Fonz. Henry Winkler. The, the show started to lose audience. They go to the beach and the Fonz is water skiing and he jumps over a ramp and he jumps the shark. That was it. That was it. They just knew like this was a gimmick. That was the end of the show. 
When you jump the shark, it's the end. Nikki Haley, she was the Fonz yesterday, leather jacket in the water. I want you to listen to this shit where she hilariously claims the uh, Nevada primary, which happened uh, on Tuesday, where she was the only name on the ballot still credibly in the race. Trump wasn't on it. She claims it was rigged because she lost to none of the above. Listen to this. Does that situation in Nevada hurt a little bit? No. I mean, Nevada, it's such a scam. They were supposed to have a primary. Trump rigged it so that the GOP chairman, who's been indicted, would go and create a caucus. We knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a day or a dollar in Nevada because it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't even count Nevada. That wasn't anything we were looking at. We knew that was rigged from the start. Our focus is on South Carolina, Michigan, Super Tuesday. So if you look what we did in Iowa and you look what we did in New Hampshire, we're continuing to grow. That's what matters, I think, more than anything else. I don't want them to stare at each other. It's kind of weird. Maybe one guy, right? Okay, one guy stares at this guy. One guy, maybe he stares at this way. Reminds me of the Goodfellas. Remember Goodfellas with the painting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one guy looking this way. One dog looking this way. Folks, are we freaking serious? This, uh, the, the Nevada was rigged. Rigged for who? You were the only name on the ballot. How the hell was it rigged? And I love her other line. I want you to look what we, Joe, did you hear it? Look what we did in Iowa. Yeah. You finished third. Here, wait. Here, let's do <laughs> Iowa. Here. Here's Trump. Here's DeSantis. Here's Nikki Haley in Iowa. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Wait, hold on. Tony, take this one. We're going to do, uh, here, we're going to, she says then, look what we did in New Hampshire. Okay, let's look what you did in New Hampshire. Here's Trump. Here's Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. Look, they even said, you finished second. What are we watching? This woman is delusional. Nikki, listen, it ain't personal. Just, it's time to go. You're wasting everybody's time and money. It's not serious at this point. You look like a clown. I want you to look what we did in Iowa. Finished third? Uh, we did look. I want you to look what we did in New Hampshire. What, spend a shit ton of money to get crushed by double digits in second place? Oh, and by the way, Nevada was rigged. How? You were the only name in the primary. Rigged for who? None of the above? Did they have campaign signs out there? None of the above for president. Was that out there? Do you realize how shitty of a candidate you have to be for people to show up? Think about this, Tony, for a second. You show up to vote for no one. In a, that's how bad you are. You're the only one on the ballot. Tony for mayor. Everybody shows up and writes in, not that guy. That, do you, know, you know how bad you got to suck? Do you, do you have any idea? It's over, okay? So just get some dignity. Time to move on, okay? All right, folks. Joe, you got your flag it book? It's time to unflag it. Go back. Remember when I told you guys, this is a serious topic here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm laughing a little too much. This is very, this is right. there's no even cut here. This is like deadly serious stuff. You know, I'm a huge Second Amendment advocate because if you don't have the right to defend yourself and your family, you have nothing. Hey, look, I got this money I worked for, my kids in my house. What are you going to do when the bandits and the crazies come to your house? I'm going to use foul language. No, you're not. You're going to get killed is what's going to happen. You don't have a Second Amendment right. You don't have anything. All those other rights, the Second Amendment backs that up.
You have a God-given right to defend yourself. And I mean that. God-given right. I've been warning you, gosh, Joe, eight years. I mean, he knows he's been with me the longest. We flagged this thing probably back in, I don't know, 2015 when we started doing the show. That's when we started doing it. I think it was February. I had told you a long time ago that the Biden administration wants universal background checks. Follow me. Not because they want background checks. They don't care about background checks. It has nothing to do with that. They want to make sure every single person goes through an ATF form so that they can collect the forms and get a list. And right now, I'm not going to say it's a way around it because it's not meant to be a way around it. But if you sell your firearm privately, which is your business, and you don't sell it to someone who is a prohibited possessor, you know, if I sell a gun to whatever, Joey Bag of Donuts, and he's a felon, he can commit a crime. He's a prohibited possessor. But if I sell my gun, say, privately to my nephew or something like that, or give him my shotgun, whatever it may be, because I live on a farm or whatever it may be, that's my business. It's none of the government's business. Like I said, the government's too stupid to know anything anyway. It's none of their freaking business. The government doesn't like that. Why? Because then they can show up at your house one day, ask you where your guns are. And if you gave them away, they have nothing to hold over your head. Oh, look at this. I've been warning you about this universal background check scam forever. It's a way to wipe out private sales. Look, John Solomon, cross it off the list, Joe. Unflag it. Do we have an unflag it emoji? Can someone draft that up? A flag, a red flag with like a a, a thing in between it, you know, like a line. Can we do that? Unflag it because I told you it was happening. And here it is. ATF preparing to regulate private gun sales with a background check, whistleblower group alleges. In a letter Wednesday to a gyno, Merrick Garland, Empower Oversight, this gun group, said it learned from two sources that the ATF was directed by the White House to make a change that has drafted a 1,300-page document in support of a rule that would effectively ban private sales of firearms from one citizen to another by requiring background checks for every sale. There it is. There it is. I don't know where it is. Look at the archives. Unflagged. Dude, dude, Joe, we've been flagging this for so long. Maybe our audience archive is Judy. We have been warning about this. Seriously, we did a show with Gail Trotter in my basement in Maryland warning about exactly this. Folks, what you do with your firearms, if it is legal, is none of the freaking government's business. This private sale thing is a scam. They want to make sure you have to go through the ATF with your guns so that you're on a list. That's all this is. It's a big scam. And then what they're going to do, which they've already done, is they're going to uh, redefine what a federal firearms licensee is. So that you need a license if you sell, say, even one or two guns. They're going to move towards that in the future. So that everybody goes through this ATF system so they can take the documents and compile a list of gun owners. Folks in the chat, why would they want a list of gun owners? That's right. When they take power and they get a supermajority, they want to draft up a law saying that, hey, you've got to declare all the guns you own. And if you don't declare the guns you own, there's gonna you're going to get a knock on your door. Hey, we've got your list. You've got six AR-15s, a shotgun, and a Glock pistol. Uh, can we see that? No, it's on the list. I warned you. I warned you. 
All right, folks, I promise I'm going to get to that new media segment at some time in the future. It is definitely going to happen. But I just want to warn one more thing. Let's just do the Reclaim the Net story, too. I want to get to this, too. We got an election coming up, folks. I want you to be really careful. This election coming up, if you were on YouTube, we have had an amazing week at Rumble. You've got options now. You've got Rumble. You've got X. You've got other platforms out there. I'm telling you now, if you are out there producing video content, the same people who are going to put you on a list are getting ready to censor you right now for hate speech. Reclaim the net. This is in the newsletter today. YouTube CEO vows to censor hate speech and boost authoritative sources when people look for election news in 2024. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm an investor in Rumble, full disclosure. I like X2. I like everyone. There's more than enough room for everybody in the video space. I like what Elon's doing. Just telling you, you're not setting up an account on Rumble. You are going to be censored as the election gets close. I absolutely promise you they're not hiding it. If you wait, you are missing out on an opportunity to build your audience in a platform. You're going to find yourself censored one day and you're going to be left with nothing. As I said, I'm an investor there. I put my money where my mouth is. I'm not shy about it. I do it for a reason because I'm long in the future. And tomorrow I'm going to get to a whole segment on new media. I put this thing together. It is going to lay out the case conclusively that new media, X, Rumble, apps is absolutely the future. Cable news, as you know, it is dead. Mainstream media, as you know, it is dead. I've got the receipts to back it up, but please set up a Rumble account. We'd love to have you. Thank you. We had a big crowd today. Appreciate it again. 100,000 people every day filling stadiums and Rumble. Taylor Swift, we do it every day at 11 o'clock in the morning. Right here, rumble.com slash Bongino. Download the Rumble app. Start an account. It is absolutely free. You You don't have to start an account to watch the show, but chat with us every day. We'd love to have you. 11 a.m. Eastern time, rumble.com slash Bongino. See you on the radio show in just a few minutes and back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.